This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. It is never, ever a good thing to stop praying, seeking the Holy Spirit's advice, reading your Bible, and most certainly, going to church. And you can bet your last dollar that Satan will never take a vacation or drop his guard, but rather do everything in his power to get you to drop yours. With springtime just around the corner, warmer weather invites us to relax that hectic lifestyle we're so comfortable with and get a little sleepy in regard to our spiritual responsibilities. But there are some things we should never relax. In this convicting two-day message, Pastor tells us of some of the signs we should be on the lookout for in protecting ourselves against the dangers of getting spiritually sleepy. You know one of the signs of being or falling into spiritual lethargy or sleepiness is when I'm motivated by thoughts and desires of self-promotion and selfish ambition instead of humbling, humbly desiring, seeking, and doing the will of God. Oof, maybe I should put this message away and preach it another time. <laughs> motivated by thoughts and desires of self-promotion, selfish ambition, instead of humbly desiring, seeking, and doing the will of God. One of the sure signs is when we become, again, so motivated in our lives for ourselves, just to promote ourselves and advance ourselves and full of selfish ambitions. My life, you know, like one man prayed, oh, Lord, bless me, my wife, my son, my daughter, us four and no more. That's the extent of your prayer life. You see? And, and we have to be very, very careful that we're not just motivated for our own purposes and motivated for our own advancement and motivated for our own desires and motivated, you know, for that's – and instead we're humbly desiring and seeking and doing the will of God in every area that we can. Let me, get, let me, give, you this, let me give you this verse, John 15, write it down, verse 4 and 5. And Jesus said, abide in me, John 15, verses 4 and 5. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. So one of the signs of spiritual lethargy or sleepiness is that when we just become so motivated in our lives. And I think motivation is good. I'm not trying to kill motivation. I think we ought to be motivated. We ought, we, we ought to have desires to advance and to do better and to have nicer things. But that can't be the sum total of what you are motivated for. Did you hear what I said? I mean, I'm motivated for, for personal advancements and personal growth. We all need to be motivated in that area, but that cannot be all you are doing or all you're focused on. Some of us spend all our energy on ourselves and no energy on anybody else. And we're not humbly desiring and seeking and doing the will of God because sometimes we may be motivated for things that are not God's will. 
Our motivation is not, is not birthed or rooted or, or is emanating from God's will and purpose and God's desire for our life. It's just something that we've come up with. And one of the ways you can tell if something is not of God is that you're doing something, and man, you are frustrated doing it. When God gives you details, when God gives you orders, when God gives you something to pursue in your life, you know, you're going to have your hard times. You're going to have to push through some things. You're going to have to pray through some things. You're going to have, but through it all, you have peace and you have joy in doing it. Can someone give me an amen? And it isn't all about you. It's all about me. You know, and, and so, so one of the signs is that when I'm just, when I'm motivated by my own selfish pride and my own, you know, looking for self-promotion and just selfish ambition, and I haven't really taken the time to seek God and pray and ask the Lord for direction and what I should do and, and wait on the Lord to, to speak to me and give me direction, I, I've, I've, I've kind of separated myself from the vine. Because he says right here, he said, he is the vine, you're the branch, abide in me. He said, the branch cannot bear fruit. You're not going to bear it unless, it's, it's, you're, you're, unless you're connected to God. And your motivations are connected to God. So he said, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. For without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing without God. That's why before you do anything, you need to consult God. You need to pray about it. You need to seek him. You need to get peace in your heart. You need to check it out in the word. You need to get spiritual, you know, uh, spiritual advice sometimes on the things you do. For without Jesus and without, without, without him, you can do nothing. And if we're going to succeed in life, then it has, to be, it has to be connected to Jesus in some way. Amen? So, so one of the ways that we, we, we see or we begin that process of, uh, one of the signs of spiritual slumber is that I'm just so motivated by my own thoughts and my own desires, my own will, and I'm not really considering the will of God. You, you'd be surprised the, the things that I've seen in my years of ministry that people have done, and you just know that they haven't prayed about it. They haven't sought. One of the first ways you can tell that someone is doing something that's motivated by self as opposed to being motivated by God is when you approach them to talk about it and they refuse to talk to you about it. They refuse, you know, they'll give you every reason, they'll skirt around the issue, they refuse. There have been many times I've, I've watched people and I said, man, they're making a mistake. Let me, let me just get with them. Try to sit them down and say, look, you're making a mistake. Look at what the word says. Did you pray about this? You know, if, if it's a married person, is your, is your spouse in agreement with you? I, I mean, these are, all, these are all the things that, that, you know, prove that it's God's will. And, and oftentimes they won't even tell you, shut you right down. They won't talk to you. You'd be surprised how many times I've, I've found that. And, you know, when you're in that condition, when you're in that place where a spiritual leader who you're supposed to respect can't talk to you up front and you discuss something, you know, and, and you, you withhold it and you just, you know, you not withhold it, but you just kind of push away. You, you're, you've already fallen into a sleep, uh, a, a spiritual slumber or a spiritual sleepiness. That's one of the signs. I can tell right away when a person is spiritually asleep, you know, because you try to talk to them about something, man, they get their back up, they get, they get, they get defensive, offended, defense, defense. I mean, everything they do. Everything. 
the defense goes up, the offense goes out, everything, everything happens. And, and that's a sign, man, that, that you, you, you're, you're in a spiritual slumber. You may, think you're, you may think you're spiritual. You may pray in tongues. You may read your Bible every day. But there's something wrong. There's something wrong. You see, so, so you, you've got to be, you got to be careful that, you, you know, you're staying connected to the vine and that everything that you're doing in life, everything you're feeling, everything you, is, is connected to Jesus and it's coming from the Lord because there are funky things that want to channel through your life. Funky thoughts, funky actions, and they can look holy and they can sound holy. You can even make them sound holy and righteous, but they're wrong. Is everybody with me? That's why we must every day of our lives go before the Lord in humble submission and pray and ask him for his direction and his guidance. And Lord, what is it? You know, I like to say it this way every day. We need to go with an empty piece of paper or an empty tablet and say, Lord, write down your orders for the day. Most of us go with all our stuff written down. God bless this. Turn the paper around first to the blank side and say, Lord, here, what is it that you would have me to do today? Help me to think right thoughts. Help, help me to help everything that funnels through my mind and my life today to be pure and holy and consistent with you. I humble myself in your presence. I want to be a good you know, believer. I want to be a good and faithful witness. I want to be a good spouse. I want to be a good parent. I want to be a good worker in the kingdom. I want to be a good leader in the kingdom. I want to be a good uh, you know, person in my community, in my neighborhood. Every day we need to go back to God because one of the signs of spiritual slumber is when all we're doing is motivated and we'll do anything to get ahead, to do this, to do that. And, and we'll just, we just really, what we don't realize is we leave a disaster in the wake. God becomes second. Everybody else becomes second. It's all about me. It's all about what I got to do, what I've got to get done. You know, the pressures in my life, totally self-consumed again. And it's all about promotion. It's all about advancement. It's all about, it all sounds good, but we have to be very, very careful. That's one of the signs of spiritual sleepiness. See, a person who's fully awake spiritually lives their life just so humble before God and humble before others. And, you know, knows that everything that I do and everything, I've I've got to be sure that it's coming from Jesus. I've got to be sure that I'm acting the way Jesus would act that I'm talking the way Jesus would talk, that I'm living the way Jesus would live. So one of the signs, again, is that we're just motivated by thoughts and desires of self-promotion and selfish ambition. You know, a, a a person that always has to be heard is someone who suffers from selfish ambition. But you never heard that. But a person who always has to be heard really suffers from selfish ambition because really what it is is that they're so anxious for everyone to understand them, to understand and receive what they're saying. And that's a form of selfish ambition and self-promotion. A humble person really doesn't, doesn't fight to be heard. A humble person really, a truly humble person really seeks to listen more than and that's really word because you ought to be slow to speak, quick to listen, and quick to be, uh, slow to become angry, right? That's James, book of James. So a truly humble person 
and one who's spiritually sharp tends to be more of a listener than a talker. But someone always has to be heard and has to, you know, get their point across and try to get that's a that's a form of 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 um, selfish ambition. Are you just quiet cuz you're convicted or are you quiet because you're we have to revive us, oh Lord. <laughs> Excuse me, my mouth is dry. All right, number five. One of the signs of spiritual slumber is when you seek to control situations and sometimes people in an attempt to make things happen instead of turning every situation over to the Lord in faith and trust that he will work it out. You want me to say it again? When you find yourself controlling situations and sometimes people, controlling situations and people in an attempt to make things happen. You know how many times I've, you know, witnessed, and I have to even say it, but many times when I, I've tried to do this, you know, control a situation or control a person in order to make something happen, make something turn towards me. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Let's be honest. Parents tend to do this with their children. Married people tend to do this with each other. And then there are people that just do it to everybody. <laughs> Controlling situ- trying to control situations and sometimes people even in an attempt to make things in attempt to make things happen instead of turning every situation over to the Lord and every person over to the Lord in faith and trust that he will work it out. You know what I found out? There are situations and there are people that you can never change and you never will change. And you will frustrate yourself. You will begin an evil process in your life. And you'll, you'll, be, you'll be at the, at the source or at, the, at the, the, the helm of, of major trouble in your life when you try to control situations and control people. I found out something. When you come up against hard situations and hard people, if you're spiritually awake and spiritually in tune, you turn things over to the Lord and you leave it in God's hand and you walk away. If you're if you're if you're spiritually asleep, you're going to get in there and fight and fuss with situations and people and try to do this and try to do that. And I've seen it in churches. You think, oh, it doesn't happen in churches, man. It happens in churches more than it happens in the world. I think people trying to control people and control situations. And you know how many control freaks I've come come across in my life? Control freaks. They're just freaks. They're freaks. They want to control everybody and everything. And they set people against each other and they set you up and they set others and they manipulate and they move things around. They are spiritually insensitive. They're spiritually asleep and they're spiritually deaf. I found out something. You can't control people. You can't control certain situations. You're better off just leaving it in the hands of God and walking walking away and keeping your mouth shut and keeping your hands clean. And truly spiritual people live that way. And they do it in peace and they do it in joy. Control freaks and people that are constantly have to be in control, that's the sin of Satan. I will ascend to the most high. I will be like the most high. I will be like God. I will control. I will. You see, I'm telling you. And sometimes it's done unconsciously or subconsciously. People aren't even aware of the fact. We don't want to control. The Holy Spirit is the controller. And he's the only one that ought to have control in our lives. Don't let any human control you. 
Have you ever had that in your life? Oh, we've had them come through the church. I remember, I remember some time ago, it's going back many, many years ago, and it's nobody that's in the church right now, so I'm not talking about anybody in the church. But I remember there was, going way, way back, there was a lady who came to the church for a while, and she was controlling people. You know how she was controlling them? She needed money. So she would go to people, and, she, and it was interesting how she would sniff out the, the, the people of, you know, of means that had the most. And, and this was, the Holy Spirit told me, I have a need, and the Holy Spirit told me to come and talk to you about my need. I need you know, money for this or pay a bill or do something like that. This is going back many years ago, but I'm sure it's happened. I'm not even aware of it, but I'm sure it's happened. Don't you ever let anybody control you. The Holy, listen, the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. He will talk to you directly. I don't need somebody coming to me and tell the Holy Spirit told me. Well, he hasn't told me. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to do anything the Holy Spirit tells me. And you know what? Because you told me the Holy Spirit told me. You think that you think that I'm going to think that I miss God and you 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 heard God. I got news for you. I think that you miss God and I heard God, and He's telling me not to do anything. I'm telling you, I've come up against this stuff. But you see, people control them, manipulate, using God as you know. Well, this is what God. And then there's another thing that people do to control. Them. Oh man. I, I, they start troubling churches, and they start talking to people. Did you, did, you, did you see what pastor did? Did you hear what he said? Did you see? Did you? Now, now tell the truth. Isn't God telling you? <laughs> and then, you know, you get, you get a person who is, you know, young or, or trying to be spiritual. You know, I, yeah, I think so. They never thought the thing in a minute in their life. <laughs> that controlling person put that thought in them. Come on, how many people know what I'm talking about? Set people against people. You know, do it to each other. You know, sister so-and-so, she, you don't know. I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. But. Well, if you don't want to say anything, shut up. If you don't want to say anything, why are you saying anything? But it's controlling. I've had people do that. You know, they want to, they want to get a message to somebody, they come through me. Now, pastor, don't you think that so-and-so, you know, are you aware of so-and-so? And, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't something happen about so-and-so? No. Mind your business. How do you know I don't know about so-and-so? Pray for so-and-so. Shut up. <laughs> Controlling. That's not spiritual. That's flesh, man. You're walking in the flesh. You're making provision for the flesh like the verses we just read. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here, Psalm 57, 2 says, I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. I love that. God, in other words, will take care of all things for me, right? God will perform all things. I'm just going to walk in the spirit, love everybody, keep my mouth shut, not control people. Don't be set up. Think for yourself. You stay connected to the Lord Jesus and you be led by the spirit. and Don't you let people set you up. Here, Isaiah 26, 12 says, Lord, you will establish peace for us. You have also done all our works in us. See, the Holy Spirit is working in us. We don't need anybody to control us. And you don't need to control anybody. Number six, I got to get finished. I'm running out of time. More affected by the seen realm than the unseen realm. 
In other words, I'm totally affected by what I see around me as opposed to the unseen realm uh, that really is in control of everything. So one of the ways I can I, – I, I can, I, one of the signs of spiritual slumber or spiritual sleepiness is that I'm, you know, I'm in, affected by everything. That's why people that fall apart at, at every little thing, every little thing, go, oh, oh, did you see this? Oh, did you see that? Oh, did you? just calm down. Stop being so affected by every little thing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, you know, looking and rolling your eyes because you know I'm talking about you. That's right. Talking about I was so affected. Every little thing, just looking for something to, to you know, get all upset about. Forget it, man. Just hold, stop looking. The reason why you're so upset and your life is in such turmoil is because you keep looking at the seen realm instead of the unseen realm. There ain't no help in the seen realm. The, the, the help come from, comes from the unseen realm. You know the verse. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. It's temporary. It's passing. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Second Corinthians four sixteen through nineteen. All right. So be, be be don't be affected, or even infected, by the seen realm more than you are by the unseen realm. So you'll find yourself in a in a spiritual slumber when you're so affected by every little thing that goes on. That's why I I can't be around people like that. Man, they have a nervous breakdown over everything. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody know? Nervous breakdown about everything. I, 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 I see a couple of husbands nudging their wives and a couple of wives nudging their husbands. He's talking about you. <laughs> All right. And then number seven, we'll finish right here tonight. The loss of the constant awareness of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. That's a sign of spiritual slumber. The loss of the constant awareness of of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 16 to 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. How long? The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then Jesus goes on to say, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Praise God. Don't lose the awareness that the Holy Spirit is with you and goes with you wherever you go. Are you driving in the car? He goes with you. You're, you're, in, you're in the supermarket? He goes with you. He's right there by you. You smack somebody's car or they smack your car and you get out and curse them? He's right there with you. <laughs> If we were more constantly aware of the abiding presence of the Lord, we would we would we would be walking a little bit more carefully than we do. Come on, don't don't, don't, don't. you go into the bar and get drunk, he's right there with you. You're sucking on, you know, drugs or whatever, he's right there with you. The abiding presence of the, one of the sure signs of spiritual slumber is when we've lost the the realization, the awareness, the sensitivity to the fact that the Holy Spirit is there with us constantly everywhere we go and is aware of everything we're doing. Woo-hoo. He saw you. He saw you. I didn't see you, but he saw you. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.